one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Mr. Davis and I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swamp Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing all right. You? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, mate. I'm, I'm doing all right. How is recovery? How are you feeling? Well, the final scab came off, as I disgustingly retold in our live reactions. So, yeah, now it's at the stage where the hair just falls out. So I had about I had about 24 to 36 hours of of like, oh, my God, I've got the hair I always wanted. And then it started to fall out uh, every time I would like put apply some new moisturizer to it. I'd, I'd look at my hand. And you know when you shave and you get lots mm. of the little hairs? That's what it looks like. I'm like, oh, Gross. no. <laughs> I'm molting. So, I've yeah, that's genuinely, me. I've genuinely had about five people email me. I would say to the wrong email address. Support at WrestleTalk.com is the way to get in touch with us. They're sending to my personal work accounts. Asking me where you got it done. Um, mm. being like, hey, I've seen Mr. Davis got a hair transplant and it was real and it wasn't at work. And I think he looks great. Can you tell me more information about it? My first thought was A, support at WrestleTalk.com. That's the place to send emails. But also B, why don't I know? I'm not the person to ask here. Surely the person you want to be asking. I feel like I'm Batista in all of this and people like complaining to him about the zombies at Backlash. And Batista's like, tag Vince. He's the one that did it. I like how, well, no, you see, because people know Vince doesn't operate his own Twitter account. Neither do I. I'm, and I, I'm not going to read those. I just immediately forward them to the support <laughs> at WrestleTalk email address, and then I will check it there. Uh, yeah, because if they've if they've worked out your email address, surely they can work out mine. Yeah. Name plus at WrestleTalk.com. Um, but, but is yeah, it because but, you've but just like, email blocked into everyone? Support? Have you just blocked everyone? Like any any email that doesn't come from like a business name email address, you're just like, well, I'm just sending that straight into the trash file because I've got no time for you little people. 
No, no, I haven't. It is weird. <laughs> it, that is weird that people are asking you. Was it when I was so, away? No, no, no this back. was like, yeah, this was like the last couple of days uh, I've been getting hmm. these messages. Well, I'm happy they're positive. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want them sent to my personal work address because it's a GDPR nightmare. That's why we have a separate one set up. So any correspondence, support at WrestleTalk.com, and I will happily put over the clinic that I had it done at, uh, which was in a shopping centre in Romford, which felt very weird not to go to a pristine (laughs) medical, local medical facility. But what from the front looked like a mobile phone repair shop, you know, the one with all the international SIM card deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's wall-to-wall phone accessories. Mm. Yeah, and I thought it it was like 10 to 8 on a Wednesday morning. And it was cold and it was slightly pitter pattering with rain. And I was scared and and just, yeah, didn't know what to do. I couldn't even listen to a podcast. I just had to listen to music. I was so worried. And I just looked at this front and one of the lights for the sign wasn't working. And I just thought, <laughs> have I made the right decision? Oh, no. Because <laughs> your mind's just looking for any red flag. But as soon as I get in there and I, I got past how outdated all the magazines were in the waiting room and weirdly catered towards women in what I, I imagine is like 90, 95% male traffic for their business. But I'm like waiting rooms. Is there like a, a waiting room supplier that just, mm. you know, like, like all doctors' offices and things like that, and like dentists and that all have the same magazines? So is it that someone who works at this hospital or, you know, clinic or whatever goes to a news agent to buy said magazines? Or is it a case of there is a supplier in the UK that supplies two doctors' waiting rooms? And so they basically just have a select number of magazines that they get and just send out every month. I think there's it's a good hustle, isn't it? Because the, there is a market for content in those places, although they're kind of outdated now because everyone has a phone. And I will, <laughs> I, I'd be surprised if anyone uses magazines in waiting rooms now that everyone has everything published in the whole of human existence pretty much at their fingertips but yeah once once a magazine's gone out it's out of its shelf life but people are are captured aren't they so sure angling weekly from november 2018 take a break from october 2020 find out what's happening in the soap operas eight months ago there could be a market Uh for it I used to so my mum and her friend Tracy, who used to cut my hair, would uh, in her living room. You know, not not in a shop. Oh, yeah. no. uh, we would they would trade magazines, so they weren't buying the same magazines. That they'd have a sort of system going, and it was all of the stuff that was happening in the soaps. Mm-hmm. And I That's would devour is, yeah. those. Yeah, I would like. Oh my! It's like it's what we do for wrestling news. I remember, so when I used to work at The Entertainer, which is a toy shop uh, here in the UK, it's a toy shop chain, there was a girl that used to work there who used to buy those sorts of magazines. Like, that was her, like, weekly thing that she would, like, on a Mm. Wednesday or whatever the the magazine, whenever the day would come out, she'd buy, like, OK or, like, Hello or something like that. And uh, I remember once reading in there, and it was an article by, oh, man, I cannot remember, but I think she was, like, a Big Brother personality. 
uh, or something like that, who then was like, her gimmick was, oh, she's just a bit, oh, she's a bit wacky, isn't she? So we've given her a, a, a magazine thing. Maybe that wasn't a gimmick. Maybe she was just like, oh, the one straight as a serious journalist and this, that, and the other. But I remember reading in this magazine, it was just after, just after Heath Ledger had died and he got the Oscar nomination. And this uh, woman uh, wrote in this magazine, I think that they should give Heath Ledger the Oscar for The Dark Knight. I think he deserves it. I've not seen the film, but I've heard he's really good at this. <laughs> that's how the Oscars work. No yeah, one well, watches pretty... all the films. Well, that's what I thought. And I, and I was like, huh, you got paid to write that. You, you got paid column inch space. Hey, Luke, mate. They got paid. They didn't actually write it, though, to be fair. It would have been an intern who wrote it <laughs> and then published it under their name. So let's, let's yeah. Yeah, they got paid, yeah. but not to write it. Well, yeah, don't blame them. Enough, yeah. It's a bit like how um, uh, uh, Katie Price hasn't actually written any books. She's published a lot of books with her mm. name as the author, but they're ghostwritten by someone else, and then she just puts her name on it at the end. It's a great hustle, outsourcing. It's a, well, absolutely. Uh, also, we had this email in from Lucas. Uh, he said, I know it's become a running gag of Ollie with his Amazon Echo, but has no one realized you can just change what the word is? So when Ollie talks about Alexa Bliss, his Echo won't wake up. And then he goes through step by step how to change the settings. Is this something you're oh, interested in? Do you want me to delete this email? Uh, no, you can delete it. But thank you. Oh, sorry, what was that name? Lucas. Thank you, Lucas, for sending it in. Now, we're, we're happy with saying her name. I'm not going to say it now because <laughs> she's always listening. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a little button on the top where I can just press it, which is what I never do. I only remember it. As I say, Alexa Bliss's name. Mm. It's very annoying. Uh, it 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 had it surprised me today because I speed through Alexa Bliss's name. Start hearing it again whenever I do the news recordings now. So I'm right next to it, and it's working. Hasn't jumped up or made the little noise for a couple of weeks. And about two minutes after I said the name, she goes blub blub blub. I cannot help you right now. Like what the? Come oh. on. For a second, I thought you said she said the word blurp, blurp, blurp. Blurp! <laughs> we have found the clip of The Undertaker you have requested. Blurp! Blurp! <laughs> uh, right, anyway, let's get into Raw because we get to talk a bit about Alexa Bliss today. Uh, here is the show. There has been a major injury to one of the longest-running uninjured guys on the WWE roster. Coming out of WrestleMania Backlash, The Miz has reportedly torn his ACL. This comes from Dave Meltzer and a bunch of other things, but specifically from the Wrestling Observer here. He tore his ACL, but we don't know the exact severity of the tear. They hoped it was a partial tear. That might not be that serious, but if it's a full tear, which they don't know yet, I presume he's going for scans or whatever in, is it Pittsburgh or Atlanta where uh, they usually do the medic stuff? I'm not sure. It's, it's one of those two, I think. It's wherever Edge shows up before he comes back to it's pass the WWE medical. It's wherever the factory that makes Z-Packs is based. Mm. 
that it's it's cuts down on shipping costs. It's right next door. Uh, you get one in a goodie bag if you go for a consultation. But yeah, uh, if it's a full tear, that means he'll have to undergo surgery, which means you're looking at seven to nine months out. And it was all for the worst match of the year with the zombie lumberjack Damien Priest versus Mismatch. Isn't that wonderful? I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by Luke Warm, Luke Owen. We're reviewing Raw today, but we are starting off with this Miz chat. Yes, we are indeed. Yeah. Uh, so poor old Miz. This, this is awful news. Like I'm hoping that it's not as serious an injury as is currently being reported. Because um, like, as I said, they don't know the severity of this yet. So I think it's, it's you know, we're all hoping, obviously, that it's something that is less bad than that. It is the lesser end of uh, an injury. I mean, you were the one who actually kind of spotted it during the match while we were watching this, which is because I, I I saw, you know, him land awkwardly. Like Damien Priest does the um, the cartwheel kick off the top rope during this lumberjack that had actual zombies in it. And he lands on Miz and lands on his knee. And Miz instantly clutches at his knee. And you said, oh, I think Miz is hurt. And then like Miz just like, he gets back up and he just carries on. And it almost feels like nothing bad had happened. And we all just sort of like, ah, it's okay. Looks like he's fine. Turns out that might have been the spot actually where he legit got hurt. And I think you were saying as well that it was a pre-taped match as well. It wasn't live in front, like, I was about to say live in front of a crowd. It wasn't live in front of the Thunderdome uh, at the time. It was actually just a pre-taped thing. Yeah, this is a Wrestling Observer again. The so, And I guess, you know, you had a lot of spots there and zombies and they sort of flooded the arena with smoke and spooky, spooky effects. So yeah, they had, they had taped that in advance. That was a pre-tape that they inserted in the live broadcast of Backlash. Um, and yeah, so maybe, maybe during that moment, they did stop the match. I remember, you know, Miz clutched his leg immediately. What a bad week for people landing on legs in moves, by the way. We had it with yeah. Seamus and Umberto Carrillo quite scarily last Monday. And we'll talk about Seamus again, getting Rico Ricochet landed on his legs. Um, so we'll talk about that later, but yeah, maybe in this match, this is just me speculating, but they stopped the match for 30 seconds to a minute, maybe, to check on Miz. And he's like, yeah, yeah I can finish the match. I can finish the match. But because it was a pre-tape, they had the luxury of taking that out of what we saw at Backlash. And it looked like Miz got right back up. Yeah, that's probably a good point, actually. And um, you mentioned as well that uh, it's, it's unlike the Miz to get injured. Like, one of his big gimmicks is... I don't get injured. I'm not the guy that gets injured and is put on the shelf for 10 months. I'm the reliable one. And like, you know, in this, this instance, technically wasn't his fault that he got injured. Priest landed on his leg. I'm not saying that Priest is at fault either. I'm not saying that Priest is to blame. Accidents happen within the ring. But yeah, it just seems like Miz has never, he never gets injured. Like the only time he ever takes off from his company is to make a film no one watches or a reality show <laughs> no one watches. Uh, yeah, he works a much softer style. That's what he leans into. He's all King about, yeah, he's all about just doing it the professional way. You know, there's no need for wrestling to hurt each other. That's <laughs> kind of the point that people <laughs> seem to forget all the time. And there is, you know, there's a craft to that. Uh, Kane is sort of the other name that comes to mind as someone who never really suffered a, a long injury, uh, which is remarkable because, you know, much bigger guys tend to pick up injuries a lot like a lot more frequently than other people but yeah i mean he's he's about 40 years old now uh it's a tough business it hits everyone and weirdly mm -hmm. you know it's come at a time 
pretty routine. Aren't they all, though? It's always a pretty routine move. It's nothing hugely spectacular. And it's at a time when they're not touring. So if anything, they've had yeah. more time off than ever to sort of recuperate in between matches. It sucks that it comes in a stupid zombie match, though. Yeah. A, a match that, like, I don't think anyone enjoyed on a realistic <sighs> basis. I think a lot of people no. ironically enjoyed it because it was bad and it was very terrible. So it, it was very, very sad to see him get injured in that. But, you know, at least we can he can take some time off and sell the zombie mauling and zombie eating. Unlike John Morrison, of course, who was just on this show and was just like, phew bit weird wasn't it zombies and that better go out and just have another match with damien priest i guess i told you that's what they would do i told you <laughs> they would not address it to which we talk about this then because and i'm sure every i certainly thought it when this match was announced for raw <laughs> and it happened i just thought i cannot I'm, I'm almost glad this is happening just because luke can react to it uh, yeah, we got another Damian Priest versus John Morrison and or the Miz match. I know people are expecting me to get mad. I know people are expecting me to blow my lid and get real mad. And I got a bit mad in my notes, guys. Like, I, I was a lot of all caps in there. I wrote, because it was during the uh, Sheamus uh, Ricochet match, this little graphic popped up of Damian Priest versus John Morrison in a Lumberjack match. And I wrote in all caps, they announced Damian Priest versus John Mor John effing Morrison in an effing Lumberjack match. F this show. And then in the match, like, okay, so I'm, I think I'm past it now because I literally said on the Backlash review, he'll just face John Morrison on Raw. So I don't know why we're all thinking this is the end of the feud. He's going to face Miz or John Morrison on Raw. I was ready for this. I was expecting it to happen. And it happened. And it absolutely happened. What winds me up, oh, I said I wasn't going to get wound up and looking, I'm getting wound up as I'm talking about this. Oh, it got to me. It happened. It's like you're hulking. It's like what's happening right now is the, the heel is punching you in the face and you're going, oh. <laughs> All right, like, because... Damien Priest comes out and Corey Graves just goes like, Damien Priest is riding a wave of momentum. I was like, you're a liar, Corey Graves. No, <laughs> he isn't. Stop lying to me. And then at the end of this, at the end of this match, because guess what, guys? Priest won again. Adnan Verk just says, what a win for Damien Priest. I was like, what do you mean? What a win. It's a win I've seen three weeks in a row. I saw it. Oh, it's so. But then Damien Priest cut a promo with not Renee. And not Renee asked him, was like, what do you have to say about your big victory? I found Damien Priest. I'm like, what big victory? I've beaten this lad from pillar to post. Nine, six months out of this year. And it's only five months long. How is it a big win? But you know what? I'll put a pin in it now and it's done because I might challenge Bobby Lashley later on. He didn't. But at least Damien Priest said that this is the end of it now. And I feel like it's only the end of it now because The Miz might be out for nine months. So they have to end it. Like The Miz getting injured. If I'm looking for any, any silver lining to this awful ACL tear cloud, is that this might actually end the feud. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the Monday Night Raw after the pay-per-view is kind of the WrestleMania backlash backlash. So you're going to get a lot of repeat matches from the pay-per-view anyway. And we did. Matches that were also repeats. It's Raw. It's Raw. Raw. Every week's a backlash show then because we get the same friggin' yeah. matches every week. It's WrestleMania backlash season. <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole idea. It's genius <laughs> in marketing. Uh, because then you can put all of these episodes up on Peacock Premium and call it WrestleMania Roars. It's May WrestleMania well. Roars. 
all of the Raws are going to have the same matches, and you will find those when you search for them. Uh, yeah, so Priest did, didn't turn out later uh, to sort of challenge Bobby Lashley, but I've got a theory we'll get on to. I'm fingers Ooh. crossed on this one. I'm really behind it. Uh, that maybe he will still factor into the the main event scene, which I think would be okay. a good a good way to leave this behind. Um, yeah. Let's do some so, hyper chats because we didn't get to query talk. Just because we didn't really get to talk about the lumberjack match itself, or mm. I felt bad for all of those lumberjacks. Talk about yeah. like because like Mason T Bar were out there. Mason T Bar, by the way, also cut a promo where they'd be like, "Hey, maybe we'll challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE title." And then they were out there as lumberjacks, and I was like, "Well, that should tell you everything you need to know about how WWE actually see them as potential main eventers." Because they were out there with all the other geeks, Akira Tazawa, Umberto Carrillo, Ma poor Mansoor. Man saw man like he had this debut two weeks ago, and his debut was he lost a DQ match, he lost to a DQ in Sheamus, and then that's it. And he hasn't been on TV since. Now he's a lumberjack with all the rest of the geeks and War Raiders. Like they came back for a big thing. Now Who? they're just geeks. Sorry, the Viking Raiders. Now they're just geeks on the outside oh, with all okay. the other geeks. Got us demonetized saying stuff like <laughs> war. It's so offensive. Um, yeah, the the War Raiders. I, I, didn't even mean to do that. The Viking <laughs> Raiders were the ones that got me as well, because I was like, oh, Viking Raiders are back. And I forgot they'd already made their return from nine months out of injury. I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. And we keep saying that Raw doesn't have any tag teams. That's why they have to keep putting singles guys together. But actually, they've got quite a few tag teams. They just hate them. Uh, <laughs> also, Cedric and Shelton were a part of this as well. You know, yeah. just and Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, who was also back now after not being used for a while, she was brought back for main event. And, you know, like Jinder Mahal, the idea was after a main event, bring back you, then come back on Raw. Nowhere near her Alexa Bliss counterpart to ask what's going on there. She's just inexplicably a lumberjill in this lumberjack match. I have a theory on this one. She asked to be out there. Because like all she's been tweeting about is just like, I want to wrestle. I want to be out there on TV. I, I, I don't want to be sat in the back doing nothing. I want to be out there. And so she went to someone and said, I want to just put me out there. Just let me be on the show. And they were like, well, it doesn't matter because it's lumber jobbers anyway. So you may as well just, you know, just go and stand out with the rest of them. Because the commentary kept highlighting her being like, Nikki Cross really making the most of this opportunity really making a name for herself in this opportunity she's been given i i genuinely think it was nikki cross backstage was like just let me go on tv for a bit will you correct let me do something rather than sit back here please please let me go into into the match and be a lumber jobber as you so brilliantly put uh, and awkwardly not be allowed to partake in <laughs> any of the physicality there was a big suplex spot to the outside and she had to just stand over on the other pit of the apron like Woohoo, yay. I'm a woman mm. and I cannot possibly get involved with any of the men. Um, yeah, but whatever. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, let's see what the hyper chats have to say. Remember, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get them in there. We will read out every single one of them before the end of the show. And thank you very much to our wonderful members. The YouTube members. There's a little button underneath this stream on YouTube right now. You can get your own emotes. All, yep. all the kids are doing the emotes. Badges. Stickers. I don't know if we got stickers. I don't... I don't know what any of that is. Uh, Anthony Velasquez <laughs> says, Sean Ross Sapp said it best on his podcast last night when this was a monkey's poor curse type of show, gave us some good things, but it also came with a price. What, what yeah. price? What's he talking about there? Well, so uh, Sean's gimmick now is that it's Monday, <clears throat> it, it's monkey night poor. So, <laughs> which is very good, actually, which is just like, we keep asking for these things and then they give us it, but it's a cursed version of it. So it's just like, mm. oh man, I really want AJ Styles to face someone new. It's yeah. Elias. It's like, oh no, you're right. It's like, want Kofi Kingston back in the main event. It's all about, it's all about distraction finishes and making all the people look bad. And not a real doctor in training says, although it was an accident, I can't help but think Miz's injury marks the end of any chance for Damian Priest on the main roster, and he will be viewed by Bruce and Vince as dangerous. Do you think Miz might choose to retire following this first injury? I think no on both counts, because they put him over strong on commentary. Uh, They did not bury him the night after. If they were angry with him, they would have. this is when you would have seen it. And if anything, they put him over the best he's ever looked. Not a real doctor in training. He got a big win over hmm. John Morrison. A huge win. And he's riding a wave of momentum. Van Dahlia, 1998. I guess with Miz injured for a while, the fear of him returning with a zombie gimmick last night was quelled. Uh, yeah, thank God for that. On the subject of Kofi, Matthew Mikowski. I love Kofi, but to have him effing pin the second hottest thing in WWE behind Roman? Nah, that S is F. 
unbelievably stupid. What the actual F, this is all in caps, by the way. Did Vince smoke last night? And even worse, he was undefeated since January 4th. I didn't mind it. I thought it was actually quite a fun little main event. I thought it was pretty good too. Sorry, Matthew Mikovsky. I also didn't <laughs> yeah, think really like uh, Lashley is the second hottest thing in the company either anymore. I oh, think no. oh, God, you know, no. that ever since Almighty overtook Hurt Business, uh, nowhere near as cool. Matthew Mikovsky again, though. Maybe I'm being a tad harsh. The chemistry was decent. <laughs> All right. This is a tale of two hyper chats here. Uh, also, they made this match because it was the one year anniversary of Shad Gaspard's death. So it sort of makes sense. Also, Bobby with the girls at the beginning was straight goat S word. I don't know if goat S word is like, well, that's rubbish, or it's like greatest of all time S word. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think S word isn't a saying, is it? Well, yeah, no, I think it is. Like, you would say I, chicken I think... S word or dog well, no, S word if it was bad. Saying, like, yeah, yeah, saying goat S word is in like it's greatest of all time S word. Uh, also, Matthew McCoskey, I love that sort of like flip of a coin, like Taysen, Taysen Mebar's new gimmick um, of flipping coins and that. I, it sums up the internet so well, I think. You know, you post something. <laughs> and what, what most people don't do is they don't follow up. Oh, you know what? Maybe I was too rash. They just walk away and think that to themselves and leave this yeah. horrible thing on the internet. Whereas Matthew Mikovsky, he's like, no, I'm going to show you my thinking and process here. Uh, Anthony Velasquez, just two more. Ollie, I hope you're right about the WWE title scene and we get new matchups. But knowing WWE, it will just be Drew versus Bobby again at Hell in a Cell. And Vandalia1998, Three out of five. I think that's the highest raw rating we've had in a while. It's sad when you actually cheer for average ratings. I'm excited to see what they do with the Kofi win, but also scared because I've been excited before. Yes. Well, let's get into this raw review now. Um, we'll answer all the other hyperchats at the end of the show. WrestleDort.com forward slash support. Get them in. But the show did begin with Bobby Lashley coming out from his locker room. It's sort of a cold open, flanked by five women. And, you know, sort of doing the heel, look at all the beautiful women I have. It's implied that MVP got them for him, I think. Oh, which yeah, is, I'm pretty sure that was yeah. the that was the, what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is fun. And I, I someone said, and I'm so annoyed I didn't do this joke. It's his five beautiful sisters. <laughs> <laughs> now's the time to bring back that gimmick <laughs> I nearly spat my tea out there that really I noticed. Uh, <laughs> but you know that triple threat at Backlash was so goddamn fun I was really really I'm like as soon as I saw Lashley I was like you know what I'm, I'm ready to be in I'm ready for this again and he comes out and he's like open challenge MVP says so I was like yes Keith Lee answer the challenge now and Drew McIntyre came out in his trunks, I was like, oh, God, of course it is. I love Drew, but I'm no interest in seeing this again. He comes out, and MVP says, like, oh, you didn't let me finish. Open challenge to anyone but Drew or Braun Strowman. And I was like, great. And throughout the night, great. this set up a, a sort of night-long storyline of loads of different people saying, I'm going to answer the challenge. I'm going to answer the challenge. I thought this was a good segment, and it, it set Not up a good here. narrative backbone for the episode. Yep, really, really like this. I thought Bobby was great. I thought MVP was great. Credits to WWE as well. Shout out to WWE. 
women of various different um, sort of sizes and body types as well. It was a nice, like, it wasn't, they weren't all just like one type. It was actually just, it was praising, uh, it was body positivity. And I enjoyed that. And I thought that was really, really nice, actually. It's, it's nice to see. If you're going to objectify, objectify equally. That's what I've always said. I'm not, I'm not even kidding there. I'm being sincere. I'm all for objectification. Just do it to both men and women. That's uh, and, uh, yeah. and I like, you know, like you, because I, I, I was doing some um, I was doing some push ups and sit ups while I was watching this because I was like, it's the opening segment of Raw. I don't actually need to take any notes. So I'll do all of my exercises now while I've got while I've got my headphones in. And uh, when Drew came out, I was like, oh, man, just getting a repeat of, of everything. And then when MVP was like, huh, but not you, mm. there was a little bit of it was like, huh. Maybe we will get something new tonight. And we actually did. And I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. Unfortunately, after that, we did get something new. And it was rubbish. AJ Styles and Elias had a match that felt like it was never going to end. Um, I don't know who the babyface was here. AJ Styles certainly worked as a babyface in this match. Um, but they were tagging together last week. Yeah, but that was last week. Like to, this is this week, so I, I guess AJ's just the baby face now. Well, the, the face yeah. up against the heel tag team, so one of them's got to be the baby face. Well, they wrestled forever. It was boring. I couldn't so get boring. invested in anything. Oh. It's an AJ Styles match. I'm just like whatever. And Riker, after all of this, just causes the DQ and runs off. No, nothing. No point to any of this. No, like little bit of satisfaction. Ugh, Crap rubbish. Finish. Crap finish number one on this show, which was full of pretty crap finishes. And this match went on. This match went longer than the SmackDown tag team match at Backlash, which I think is still going on. Did this it? match like. I no, mean, it didn't. I'm, 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 all mean, right. I'm, I thought I'm, you worked out the timings. No, no, God, no. No, this match went on forever. I, actually, I can find out how long it went. But if, man, it felt like it went 20 minutes if it went a day. Apparently, it is SP3's birthday. It is, yeah. It's, it's up SP3. in the chat. I Happy know. birthday, SB3. It's SB3's birthday. It's Denise Salcedo's birthday as well. So it's like the WrestleTalk fight. It's the WrestleTalk expanded universe, like birthday today. So I've had, yeah, I've had very nice messages uh, from SP3 and uh, Denise today. So happy birthday to the both of them. Can confirm it was twelve minutes long. This match. That's so it was actually long. five minutes shorter than the SmackDown tag match. Uh, SB3, you can see him on Wrestling Daily tonight. I think he's uh, tagging with Alex McCarthy tonight. And if you ask me, I think SP3 is the better of the two birthdays today. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think he's also going to do great on Wrestling Daily tonight. It's the call-in show as well, so it'll be a really fun time. Go and have a chat with SP3. He's a proper lovely lad. After that Styles Elias match, we got Riddle doing a sort of parent trap thing backstage. This was good. Uh, New Day are there and Randy Orton's there. He has told them to come and meet backstage because Adam Pearce wants to tell them something. But really, he just wants Randy to apologize to the New Day for RKOing them from out of nowhere last week. Uh, Kofi said he suffered from a reptile dysfunction, which was very, very good wordplay. And, you know, th this was a really good segment. Started out comedic, but... Kofi then got some fire. He's got a lot of history with Orton, something that I would like explored more, but, you know, I'll, I'll take what I'm given. And Kofi was like, no, you're not going to apologize. Even if you apologized, we won't accept it. Let's have a match later. Let's do it like it's 2010. Do it like it's 2019. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was a great segment. I thought Riddle was really good. And I loved Randy Orton in this segment. When he walks up and he's just like, he told me that Adam Pierce wanted to say something. That's when Riddle reveals this whole parent trap thing. And Riddle's like, look, bro, I just want you to apologize for what you did. And Randy's like, I'm not going to apologize because I'm not sorry. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that's good, Randy. If you're not sorry, then don't say it. Unfortunately, then we got probably the worst thing on the show, which was Alexa Bliss's playground segment with uh, the new tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina. Uh, not the most charismatic interview presences in general. Um, and they were sort of up against the th- Bliss's stuff, which I am so over. So, so over. And uh, Bliss just does like, oh, look at Lily. What you, Lily wants to know what your favorite color is. And they're like, and yeah. Natalia's like, a pink. And Tamina's like, you're black and blue because that's what you're going to be. And Bliss goes, ah, I like to, do you ever like to swat the flies away and pull the wings off the flies? And like, it's so boring. Natalia and Tamina just walk off and she's just like, Ugh. hated it. Why did they go? It's like Alexa Bliss was like, oh, I've invited them onto the uh, into the playground. I was like, why would you go? Isn't she mm. supposed to be scary? Aren't we? Aren't the all the people like all the other women in the roster? Aren't they supposed to be scared of Alexa Bliss because she's gone mad? Because Natalia and Tamina just went there and acted like this was the most normal thing in the world. They were like, "Cool, swing set. Yeah, I'll, I'll sit here. It's all right. You, if you can stand just behind me, that'd be great." Because I mean, maybe they were scared, but Natalia's the worst actor in the mm. world, so she just didn't actually convey that she was scared. She was trying, but did not actually know what, how to act like she was scared. Uh, the, they were scared. Uh, that was my were they? They, they no. were definitely doing this. <laughs> no. They were just like, yeah, cool. Uh, I guess, yeah, it's a swing set, I guess. Well, Alexa Bliss is like, I, I do very much appreciate your impersonation of her, but you, uh, because she's like, what's your, what's your favorite color? It's, it's just the apps. I, I'm so over this. I'm so done with it. It's basic 101, I'm a creepy character lameness. And I'm... And she's going to win the tag titles. Like that's hmm. like I put this out into the world last week, but I, I, apparently I'm a prognosticator, and I'm not the first person to have that hot take either. That Alexa Bliss and the Voodoo Doll are going to win the tag titles, because that's probably what they're going for. And in all of this, they just announced a rematch with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, because of course there's a rematch, because this yeah. company doesn't know how to do anything new. Um, they, I don't know. It's like WWE won satiated by ruining the fiend with all the bad booking they're like no that's that's now give his gimmick to someone else and run that into the ground harder and then because when the fiend comes back this is slowly chipping away at all of his lore and mythologies build up um after that we got angel gaza versus drew gulak angel gaza squashed gulak and put the rose in his mouth at the end so yeah at least they're doing something yeah, are they? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's on telly, so it is something. Um, it's you know, follow on from what they did two weeks ago, where he put the rose up his bum. Now, and then he said last week he put the rose in his mouth, and so he put the rose in he, his mouth. Was it the same rose? It might have been you know. mouth. <laughs> no. Get yourself some, some ulcers that way. Uh, but yeah, I guess yeah. it was. It's, it was on. I honestly forgot this was on telly uh, until we got to this review here, and I was like, oh yeah, I, that did happen. I wish I could forget the 24-7 titles on telly. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's been gone for a while and I haven't missed it at all. Uh, 24-7 title, Our truth was rolled up by Akira Tozawa. 
you one from Wikipedia. You could genuinely convince me that this was a segment that was taped and aired six months ago. And aside from the fact that Kevin's there, would have believed you. Yeah. I mean, you could say that about a lot of Raw. I Do you want to hear my line that I was happy with in my news today? Eva Marie is still coming soon. So's Kevin Dunn, but it's right. Oh, I screwed up the line. Kevin Dunn, meanwhile, is coming right now uh, because I, Eva Marie I got two, two promo vignettes here. Uh, yeah, really seems like they think she's a baby face, but being this super hot influencer role model is is going to make people actually cheer for her like she's overcome great adversity. But she, yeah. Isn't she a heel? No, this feels no, no, like no, a, no, no, she's, no, a, no, she's a baby come face. On. No, she's it's a baby not. face. This promo package is a heels promo package. No, 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 this no. This is no. what as Bailey as... does. Bailey is the heel. She's the role model. This is exactly what she does. I'm the role no. model to people because people want to be like me. I agree with you. But WWE reportedly no, see absolutely. it as a baby face act. No, there's no, 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 no. way. There's no think way of the, that's think true. Think of Vince and think of Kevin Dunn. There's no way that's possible. There's no way anyone can look at that video package and be like, oh, what a baby face. No way on this green earth that is possible. Well, WWE constantly surprising uh, <laughs> us all the time. Randy versus Kofi came next, which was, you know, a decent match. Nothing out of the ordinary, but, you know, they've always got good chemistry. And the, f the finish came when Xavier distracted Randy with the trumpet. Kofi got yet another roll-up win. The, the sort of distraction, roll-up, babyface scurries away. I hate that. And we saw it like four or five times on this show. But that's what happened here. But at least this had an element of intrigue. Because then they all get in the ring. Riddle's kind of like, dude. Why did you do that? I thought we were going to settle the differences in, in a man-on-man -man way. can't think of a better way to say it than just man-on-man. -man. And, <laughs> and, and Randy, who was the hothead... Randy, who was the hothead last week, walks away from the situation. Very un-Randy-like. It's almost like Autumn wanted to change for his pal Matt. But Matt this time was like, no, you screwed him over. You were meant to make up. And he pushes Woods down on the ground and then he walks out and you dare like, oh, screw you. I think this, I'm, I'm stunned how well this story and Riddle and Orton's relationship is building. I'm very, very looking much, very, very much looking forward to the New Day versus this team. Aside from the finish, I loved this. And like, mm. and you know what? And the finish really in and of itself isn't the worst thing because they, it was sort of foreshadowing <laughs> for what would happen later on in the night. It makes the people that Kofi's facing in looks like utter imbeciles because they're just like, a trombone? What? What do you mean a trombone? You're playing a, oh no. And I've been, and I've been rolled up. It's it better than MVP. Hey, <laughs> Drew. Yo, Drew. What? Hey, your mom's going out with squeak. <laughs> Like it's so that aside, I love everything about this. And you know how we were saying in the, the backlash live stream, it's like, isn't mm. it weird that the Roman Reigns storyline is the best thing in WWE right now? And it's the storyline where Roman reportedly has all of the like creative control and he's heavily involved in the in the sort of creative direction of this. Isn't it funny that this is the best thing on Raw? And it's reportedly the one that Randy Orton requested that they do. 
because he was like, you're going to work with Braun Strowman. He was like, that don't work for me, brother. I'm going to work with Matt Riddle if it's all right <laughs> with you. And like, and now mm. it feels like like Randy's got like the sway to kind of like push this in the direction that he wants it to head into as almost a reward for the terrible fiend stuff they put him through for six months. So like, yeah, isn't it weird that like the good stuff on, on the show mm. is the stuff that the wrestlers are actively involved in? Doesn't always work, though. I think Bliss might be behind some of her stuff. (laughs) And Jay Prize, man to man, is the expression I was looking for. Thank you. Not man on man. Uh, We've got all the blonde Raw women and Naomi standing in a row backstage. They're all blonde. They're all the same. It's so weird, isn't it? This segment, they were all standing in a row. So mad awkward in this office that has two entrances by the looks of it, because heels and faces just often walk in from different sides. No, no. Rhea Ripley's just standing slightly <laughs> off shot. So they're all I standing ha- in a row. I have to and- say that it's there's two doors. Otherwise, it makes my head explode. Whatever makes you sleep at night, man. Uh, Adam Pierce is in the middle. Charlotte walks in, stands directly in front of Pierce, which I quite enjoyed. I think that was character-based. And she's like, I no, 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 no. Go away other women and all the other women like okay sorry charlotte and they walk <laughs> off and charlotte's like i should get a, a you know a shot because i wasn't pinned fair and rhea ripley just walks in from two feet away and says no mate <laughs> no and she's just, ah, just the set remember how much we liked her at backlash yeah oh yeah and i'm like oh yeah she is great it was right back to that crap raw script and again and she was like no you can't do that Blah, blah, blah. And Charlotte versus Asuka later on. Naomi, Lana, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose were standing in a row so they could argue over who deserves to get the next title shot at Tamina and Natalia. And I'm, if I'm Adam Pearce and something to fill, I'd be like, why? You never win matches. You only win matches against each other. And then you lose when you go for the tag titles. I know because I've been booking those matches since October last year. And the, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, of all people as well, the people that four weeks ago told me it was fine to walk away from a match because it was the better thing to do. And you actually, you got more out of it. And I'd be like, I think we deserve a title shot. These four <laughs> women can get in the in C. I don't like any of them and I think they're all trash people and they have got terrible characters and it's it's not their fault it's trash creative but the creative has made me think that they're trash people who need to go in the trash uh, so after that speaking of the women's tag titles we got Tamina and Natalia coming out for the rematch against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler to defend their freshly won belt. Went barely a minute when the turnbuckle exploded in pyro and Reginald was blinded and Nia Jax was like, oh, my darling Reginald. And that was enough for Shayna Baszler to get distracted. (laughs) And she was also beaten. And the pyro was, of course, the supernatural work of Alexa Bliss standing at the top of the ramp. It was crap. And then there's like Liddy's laughing there <laughs> is playing. And the commentators are like, God, what is that laugh? Can you hear that laugh? It's like, it's Lily. <laughs> you know it's Lily. She's been around for ages. We know it's Lily. What is yeah. that laugh? Can you hear that laugh? Wonder where that laugh is coming from. Idiots. Uh, after that, we got Seamus versus Ricochet in what I may thought I? was an even Sorry, you go. Yeah, I mean you just finished. It was a great match. Yeah, yeah. But may I I will I will explain the setup for this. Uh, in what was an even better match than the match they had on the pre-show, I thought. But Sheamus just beat him clean again, this time with a broke kick. I fully expect this feud to continue. But Sheamus <laughs> has beaten him very decisively on two back-to-back nights now. But yes, 
Tell us yeah. how this came about. Oh, so okay, today. so Seamus came out as Sean Ross Sapplepud, and he was mad because mm. Ricochet had stolen his coat and hat, which we saw at Backlash. Right? And he was like, "I accuse Ricochet <clears throat> of stealing my coat and hat," and I was there going like, "Why are you accusing him? You know that he did it. You were looking at him when he did it." And they cut backstage, and whoever is interviewing Ricochet says. What have you got to say about the accusations that you stole Seamus's hat and coat? And I'm like, why would we literally saw him do it? And Ricochet's like, well, I can't possibly say that. I mean, I wore them for a bit, but I didn't steal them. And then he walks off stage and then he comes back on wearing the coat and hat says, oh, no, actually, I did steal them. And I'm like, Lol. what are we? What is going on here? Did you? Why would what was with the accusations? Why? Why don't you just say you stole it? Why are we going like, I am accused you of stealing this when we all saw him do it and then he pretended he didn't, but he actually had and we saw him do it. This was maddening and he's an absolute dickhead and he acted like a complete dickhead. And I wrote in my notes here, I want Seamus to kick this goofball's head clean off his shoulders. And thankfully he did. Good match. Come on, man. They've got three hours to fill. <laughs> Cut WWE some slack. You need to have some accusations thrown around before you get to the meat of the segment. <laughs> Gotta pad this uh, out. We alluded to this earlier. They did a Spanish fly off the top rope and mid-air rotation, Ricochet sort of twisted onto Seamus's leg and ended up landing on Seamus's leg. And Seamus was then like, oh, my leg. Which is just crazy coincidence after last. Either they're amazing and they planned this yeah, uh, because then they start Ricochet. Then started to target the leg, so I, I fully believe it was okay. But I think it was a fluke, just like a fluke accident. Because the Carrillo thing last week was almost exactly the same. Sheamus just unfortunately landed on Berto Carrillo's leg, which injured him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't actually I pick up on it much, but like because mm. I, I thought this match was terrific. To be honest, they yeah. two work really, really well together. Ruined by a bad story. Ruined by commentary because Corey Graves, their heel is talking about how Ricochet is stealing someone's property, which is a bad thing to do. But you've got to then have babyface Byron Saxton being like, no, no, it was, he was totally right in doing that. So Corey Graves then has to call out the babyface being like, are you advocating stealing other people's property? Like, it's a good thing to do. Byron's like, yeah, if they're dicks. And I was like, what, what, is, going, what is this? No one knows what's going on. Uh, after that, we got Mace and T-Bar. Oh, no, sorry. Sheamus then accepted the open challenge uh, for Bobby Lashley. I was like, okay, cool. Champion versus champion. Um, then we got Mace and T-Bar doing gruff voices. We're so scary. And they're like, should we end Bobby's legacy? And they flip a coin and they're like, yes, we will. And so that's part of their gimmick now. They flip been coins. A, been hilarious if it been like, Oh, no, the coin says no. Yeah, I guess we won't. Then. <laughs> and then to show, you know, how much they meant their lumberjacks in the uh, <laughs> Morrison Priest match. We got Charlotte versus Asuka following that. Really good match, I thought. You know, they're very good together. Um, and then Rhea comes out before the ad break. It's so formulaic and rehearsed. I hate it. But the match was good. Cut to black a few times during the match. Apparently, that was Charlotte's wardrobe malfunctions. You kind of Crazy. see it happening. But yeah, it was like three, four times that happened. So maybe that Corella Deville cosplay is, is not a good idea. Um, but the finish was Charlotte got in Rhea's face. Oh, there was also a botch from a Spanish fly where Charlotte 
like Asuka didn't go with Charlotte, which is a bit weird. Yeah. I, I do what I did uh, very much enjoy Charlotte's Andrade um, back elbow spots, which is now mm. just sort of like, yeah, she just a- a- copped it into her Arsenal, which really works well for her as well. Uh, Charlotte mouthed off at Rhea at ringside, got back in the ring, and Asuka also just rolled her up. Yeah, then the commentators were very clear in telling us that Rhea Ripley beat Charlotte Flair here. It was nothing to do with Asuka, who has done nothing but been pinned since WrestleMania, it would seem. And just mm-hmm. like this, this win did nothing for her. And the commentator was like, it's all about Ripley versus Charlotte. Asuka is just there. We got Morrison versus Priest, which we've already discussed. Uh, and after that, Priest accepted the open challenge. So I was like, okay, we got four people now. Then we had another Eva Marie promo. Shelton Benjamin accepted the open challenge. I was like, fair play. If they can have a multi-man match, that's a cool addition. Uh, but he had a brawl with Cedric backstage. And then in the main event, we finally find out who is going to accept the open challenge. And it's none of those people. I was fully prepared for the, this person comes out, this person comes out. Well, you will all face each other and we won't get a title match at all. But it was Kofi Kingston. Yeah, I totally caught me off guard. Really, mm. really an excellent sleight of hand. Because Re- he didn't meant like he was one of those people that never mentioned it in the night. And as you said in your review, he'd also had a match. So he wasn't a name that I was just, I was not expecting it to be. And he came out and I thought, what an absolute stroke of genius. And then they came out and had this match. And it was just like Bobby instantly just planted him down. And I was like, oh my God, don't just pin him straight away. And it wasn't like yeah. they, they, he kicked out and they did it like a bit of back and forth in this sort of stuff. And then they did the exact same finish they did in the autumn thing, which is Xavier Woods placed off on the trombone and Bobby goes, blah, 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 a trombone? What on lasers <laughs> is this? What what even is this noise? And then Kofi just rolls him up to get the win. So like, and Drew caused a distraction as well. But like, it was, it was well, a distraction you, finish. Yeah, you, you sort of, they did that spot. But Bobby was like, no F off, mate, and kept on beating up Kofi. It was when MVP was going to cheat with the cane at the end behind the referee's back to hit Kofi in the head. But Drew stopped it from happening. He hit Bobby instead. That's how Kofi won. Yeah, fair enough. I, I will retract that then. I've already forgotten how the show ended. <laughs> and then, um, But I mean, my, my guess is that um, we're going to get Kofi versus Bobby next week for the title so we can build to Drew versus Bobby at Hell in a Cell maybe i did let's get on to that in a second i was gonna say that we all thought it was an open challenge for the for the wwe title mainly because the commentary team kept on telling us it was yeah. but mvp before this match started said oh whoa 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 because the referee was putting the belt up and everything he was like it's not for the championship mate i never said that and they to, to their credit they played back the clip at the start of the episode and he never said that so it's like yeah. okay but now the problem comes, but you've just made the whole company seem kayfabe inept because they were oh, yeah. promoting a title match. Without... As well. The referee the referee thought it was a title match. He he held up the belt and everything. The announcer, whoever him it is, the, this voice in the sky thought it was a title match. It does make everyone seem a bit silly, a bit daft. Yeah, really bad at their jobs. And I, I haven't seen it, but Meltzer and Alvarez were, were very down on that. They said they'd seen a lot of people being, felt like they were cheated. You know, like people stick around those whole three hours for a championship match that doesn't happen. Yeah, you're going to piss off a lot of viewers. Um, 
But I, I didn't actually mind it. I thought it was quite fun, and I enjoyed the surprise more than anything. But yes, the next direction, you think it's Kofi versus Bobby next week, not building for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. No, because I think the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view will be RK Bro versus New Day. And then it'll be Drew versus Bobby uh, Hell in the Cell. I think they're, they're just doing it's like a background thing. It's just a way to kind of build to Drew versus Bobby at the pay per view. <clears throat> I forgot about the tag feud therein as well. Well, how's this? Because this is my other suggestion. So many people put their names forward. And this is the time of year where WWE just books all the multi men matches. We haven't had a six way Hell in a Cell since <gasps> Armageddon 2000. Armageddon, you want an Armageddon Hell in a Cell? I'm, t- I'm thinking Bobby Lashley, Damian Priest, Mason Teva. <laughs> uh, what? I'm trying to think of all the people who put their names forward. Seamus and Sean and Benjamin. That's six. That is one star and six <laughs> jobbers. No yeah, disrespect to, she- to Seamus and Priest, but like they don't feel like they're on Bobby's level at the moment. It's Helena Cell, Luke. That'll sell the tickets. And Armageddon Hell in a Cell was full of like six of the top names going for the title. Like they had to do that because there were too many top stars. And Rikishi. It's comparable. I think it's comparable. Uh, Overall, I gave this three out of five. But if I'm being truly honest, it's a two out of five. But Raw has worked me over so much that I am grasping for anything floating in the sea. I would also give this a two out of five show. Very much enjoyed the Kofi stuff and I enjoyed RK Bro, but man, the rest of this show drove me nuts. So many distraction finishes and it's three hours is too long and there's lots of nonsense storylines. I hate the Alexa Bliss stuff. I hate that Damian Priest had another match with John Morrison. Two out of five show for me. We might be out of step though, although maybe you're more in step. 47% said it was a three out of five show in our community tab. 26% saying it was a two out of five show. 19% mm. saying it was a one out of five rawful show. But yeah, mostly it's like 50% of the people there thought that this was a okay show. That's high for rawful. That's it's massively high. Yeah, yeah, it's big for, you don't get that bigger amount that often. Uh, we will read out all of your hyper chats very shortly, but thank you to all of our wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon first. Go over to Patreon, me and Luca recording. I cannot wait for this. I was watching it earlier. TNA Sacrifice 2008, where I am watching it on the official Impact platform that is in the wrong aspect ratio. Mm. It is in the wrong aspect ratio because I was looking at it and I was, I was going to save this for yesterday's. Devon Dudley looks like a four by three image that's been yeah. stretched out to widescreen. It's like watching Minecraft wrestle. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, it's delightfully crappy. Uh, I'm an hour in and I want to get back to it. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. <laughs> So am I. The Deuces Wild Tournament is so oh, stupid. Crap. It's like, it's so what rich. other? How many new stars can we bury? <laughs> <laughs> if you work somewhere else, don't worry, we'll push you first. Uh, but yes, go over there. We're recording that tomorrow. It'll be out before the end of the week. That's our exclusive Patreon classic pay-per-view review. Uh, but also, our $25 a month or more pledge hammers, you get a Hall of Fame shout-out right here and a wrestling name, the Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. 
Robin Banks, Lee Roberts, Justin, the human Godzilla, was struck. That's a great name. Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. An expert dancer, great swayer man. Who wants to walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler? The gent, Robert Brent. We're all going on a Brian Huntley. Sorry, someone rang me as you were talking. I cannot hear a word you're saying now. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to guess. Who was it? it? <laughs> was it Adam? Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Huh? You got it. You back now? It? Who? Who? Who called who you? Who was it? doesn't even say oh i think i answered it <laughs> <laughs> i think they just heard Hello? me yelling <laughs> an expert dancer <laughs> an expert dancer great swayer man we've already done that one we've, we've said that ahead. the gent yeah, robert brent you've yeah, done that one as well you're on you'll never you'll never we're get this on name a brian right. huntley oh that's what i did you'll never get this name right is your one you'll never get this name right <laughs> Matthew Zimjewski. Moving sideways, Kieran Crabtree. The harbinger of the harbinger doom lion. Yanni. <laughs> Yanni Zane Hamid. Thank you all so much. Uh, and I cannot wait mm-hmm. to record TNA Sacrifice 2008 because what a show it is. We haven't even got to the ladder match yet. The ladder match that it comes down to two people to have their singles match. Oh no, it's a, it's a battle royale to lead to a ladder match where the loser gets their head shaved. Yes, uh, I'm, I just finished watching the video package for the Terradome, <laughs> which they said is the only structure that can contain a great white shark. What, what a stupid way to promote this. Uh, but let's get to your hyper chats. Remember, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. Ding, ding, ding. Last call. Uh, Adam Blamplate. I found the best way to watch Raw and enjoy yourself. Mute it and open Quizzlemania in another window and watch them at the same time. Uh, the Portuguese Mr. Davis. Hi, guys. Thought this show was good comparing to other Raws. We've had apart from the priest thing, of course. English Mr. Davis. Can I join the old authority? I reckon I would be better than that pesky other one you've had. Love you all. Yeah, I need to <clears throat> need to find a tag partner. Ryan F. A quick suggestion to Adam Blamplate, though. Just watch Quizlemania. Like, if if your whole thing of just like you have to mute the other show, to, just just watch Quizlemania and just and don't bother watching the other one. Ryan F. I got Ho Train vibes when Lashley <laughs> came out with the ladies. Uh, Bazo Banks, curse you, Luke, for putting Lily and Alexa as tag champs and Lily going after Reginald into the universe. They always listen to us with things we don't want. Other than that, actually enjoyed most of Raw. Some really good matches, and I'll always love Kofi Mania. The intangible... Ryan. (laughs) The intangible one, Ryan be bad. Don't do it, Luke. Don't team with Ollie at Double or Nothing. We don't need a can-they-coexist storyline on WrestleTalk. Let someone like Nugget or Andy to team with Uncle Cracker. Oh, yeah, <laughs> skip to Raw again, but it looks like it was terrible once again. It's I haven't been happen. asked. Anyway. 
still gonna happen eternal blue AEW will put on a very good but not perfect show and we give them a deserved four out of five wwe put on a subpar confusing and childish show but because we like one tag team and enjoy the dq <laughs> finish main event more than usual they get a three out of five come on lads they're different scales they're relative but i agree the intangible one, Ryan B. Bad again, said this last night to SRS, but my biggest fear with this crap Bliss character is eventually she's going to feud with Nia Jax and they'll have a repeat feud of Autumn versus Fiend and they'll feud forever with stupid spooky magic. There is context there, Nia and Bliss. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I care, but yeah, yeah, you're right, there is. High Plane Drifter, let's be honest, the best thing about Raw is Riddle singing Autumn's theme with all his heart and posing like that. Uh, looking forward to the inevitable tag title match and Riddle makes Autumn begrudgingly wear the matching snake trunks he mentions occasionally. LJ Mickey, darkest timeline prediction. Mickey Cross makes a comeback, tries to bring Alexa back because they used to be friends. She fails, Cross joins Bliss, and now we have scary twins gimmick from The Shining. Thanks for the content, Jam That Jam. I think we need to move past this uh, Nikki Cross thing. I don't mm. think she's involved in this storyline, guys. She's a lumberjack now. WWE are never going to push her. Liberty K. So last week was my first time donating, and I realized Canadian dollars are worthless. <laughs> the exchange rate is not good. That being said, it's almost like it's like an insult when you do that to us. But it's great to pay. It's great to pay Tempest in because it feels like I'm giving him way more than he deserves. That being said, I tried to watch Raw for the first time in two years, and I quit after an hour. An hour I can't never get back. Love you guys as always. Lovely time with the boys. Ollie needs to fist Luke. Hashtag tag team. Brendan Harris. John, Men John Morrison gets attacked by zombies, and all he has to say is that he feels dead inside. Seems the only effect they had on him was giving him the big sad. Maybe when they pulled him down, they just kept reminding him of how big a deal he used to be. You used to be your run in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Barretton, unpopular opinion, but I find Kofi very boring and irritating. I was cheering Brian on at WrestleMania during their feud. Priest should have challenged Bobby next. The Lily impression from Mr. Davis was so good. I honestly thought she turned up. I still laugh. In fact, I, I often sometimes could go back and watch when you did that cameo, that cameo of Lily. <laughs> still makes me laugh. I watched Enola Holmes last night, and that's also the accent most of the women have, <laughs> who are common. Hello! Uh, common women. Common women from the Victorian era. Hello, Governor! Can I change your bedpan? Uh, Rob Steedley. Luke? This company. I couldn't read the preview, so I watched the highlights, and I regret it. I think the New Day will be heels against RK Bro, and trombones are the ultimate distraction in professional wrestling. I've got to be honest, I'm all there for a heel New Day. I, no, I think they're babyfaces. You're supposed to think that their antics are um, charming. Blight Patterson. I'm enjoying RK Bro, I think. Could expand uh, Randy's tag team issues, maybe have him address it for the first time he ever trusted anyone. They betrayed him in evolution. Oh, I love that, Patterson. Mm. Uh, Tyler Woodward. The Lumberjack match at Backlash wasn't that it was a zombie jack match. I know this is coming off a Miz injury, but I'm glad Priest will finally be able to do something different. Arcade Bro is always the highlight. Also, have you seen the Denise doc? Jam that jam. 
Yeah, Sean made a very lovely video for Denise about all their time together uh, for her birthday. And it was very, very lovely and very heartwarming. But Denise hated it because it was mushy. And Denise does not know how to react to that. So it's quite <laughs> funny, really. Um, James Hanley says, morning from Pennsylvania, gents. Just wanted to thank you, Ollie. I don't know why you messing me, uh, messing up the name <laughs> Wrestleback Mania Lash makes me laugh every time. But it was much needed this morning. Um, Homestar fan 13 says, imagine being an indie star who's made a name for yourself all over the world. When you sign with WWE, they've no idea how to use you and you're just sitting catering until they let you go so you can go back to the indies. Why would anyone sign with WWE? Because it's the big time. Blake, people are saying the Zombie Jacks is the most cringy thing in WWE history. Have a short memory. Alberta Rio once hit Santa Claus with a car. Nothing will beat that. That was a Christmas show. Yeah, and that was quite funny. Tyrone <laughs> Kid uh, with Kofi Mania. It's not, it's not funny with hindsight. Tyrone Kid with Kofi Mania running wild again. Love the love them on Raw Talk. Tyrone Kid, don't lie that you watch Raw Talk. No one does. Uh, with Kofi Mania running wild again. The question I have is, what's your favorite upset match? Mine is Jericho over Triple H, and Barry Horowitz beating Skip there, and that ending up being a feud. Obviously, the famous one is the one, two, three kid. Uh, yeah. It's probably the biggest upset, isn't it? I Jer don't know. Upset victory. It's that Jericho Triple H one where he won the title mm, for like that one night. Yeah. Because right? Earl Hebner did the fast count. I loved that episode of SmackDown. It was so, yeah. so great. Uh, Dre Smith, I'm so scared that WWE won't do Mr. Davis 2001 Hell in a Cell Theory. It was 2000. I'm sad because after hearing it, that's the idea I want. Uh, yeah, I wrote down 2001 in my script, realized I was wrong, corrected it, and read out 2001 anyway. <laughs> so apologies then, everybody. <laughs> oh, Davis. Uh, we've reviewed that show on WrestleTalk Extra. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, I'll finish it up here. Manny Omega says, Oh, Luke and Ollie, you've fallen into my trap. Omega will invade Wrestle Talk. Uh, okay, it may sound like I want to take over your channel. Let me explain. I do. <laughs> While Luke and Ollie smile on your face, you've forgotten about us. Oh, you don't remember? See, Crap Kimmick Wrestling, all the men women you signed, but nothing no more. Crap Kimmick Wrestling will invade. Well, they now. I think we've got copyright on That'd that. That'd be cool. <laughs> Dr. Trey Smith, I don't know why Mr. Davis objectively, uh, objectify equal stance was so funny. Yet so agreeable. The only way we're ever going to progress as a species is if we equally crap on each other. <laughs> it's the South Park it. way. So, uh, Charles Berg, if you're not uh, familiar with this channel, this might be your first time watching. Um, sends in, he doesn't like watching Raw, so he sends in poor reviews, which is reviews of dogs. Uh, Percy is a Parsons Jack Russell Terrier and is a happy barking boy. He loves getting chin scratches and trying to steal other dogs' food. He acts tough, but is deathly afraid of cats. Nicknames Percyness, Percy Pringle, Percy E. Sent in a pick. Pick is here. By the way, Charles, this is way more work than it should really be for this review show. But there you go. There's a picture of the dog right there. That's Percy. He's afraid of cats. Get that Aaron dog so. back up. Get that dog back up. You're a stupid dog. One of your main things is to terror terrorize cats, not be afraid of them. You're a bad boy. Silly boy. <laughs> uh, small Afro Games. Hey, Jaron Walker's in the chat. Said, I'm hey. genuinely shocked Ricochet kicked out of a bro kick. Did he? No. He got that there was a knee. They did the knee finish that they did the previous night. Um, but ricochet kicked out of that and then he hit a, it was a brutal bro kick i thought it looked great yeah. uh but no no yeah yeah 
Okay, that's fine. I thought I thought I'd missed something for a second. Yeah, mm. commentary even thought it was a mistake at first. I think the mistake was actually yours, Jared Walker. <laughs> I uh, I got bullied by Twitter so much recently. Oh yeah, because well, that's what it's I, there for. But it's exactly it's what it's there for. I got bullied a lot by Twitter recently because I posted up a picture of me watching Blood on the Clock Tower on No Rolls Bard on my TV in my living room. I sat there and it was like a Friday night. I got myself a nice little cold beer and I thought, yeah, I'm going to support uh, No Rolls Bar. I'm going to spread the word uh, and actually just say how much I'm enjoying an episode of, of this show. So I took a little photo of it to be like, hey, everyone, go check out No Rolls Bar. Go watch us play Blood on the Clock Tower. It's an episode I wasn't in. And I was like, because they're doing absolutely amazing work over there. And it's so much fun content. And all people could focus on was my TV. And they bullied me for my TV. Oh, my TV because it's is your about... crap TV. You brought it on yourself. Oh, my God. So my TV is about 17 <sighs> years old. Yeah. And it's got, like, quite thick bars around it. And people were just like, dude, how old is your TV? It's like, come on. Like, someone was like, my nan has got a better TV than that. It's like that sort of, like, level of stuff. And I'm like, guys, I watch Great British Menu and MasterChef. Like, I don't need a, a decent TV. People were like, you can pick up 4K in the same It's like, what am I going to watch on 4K? Like, Sunday brunch. Like I don't need 4K Simon Rimmer and uh Tim Lovejoy. Do you, and you never watch movies? You never watch anything outside of I, I mean it's a it's a nicer experience too. I'm trying to find the picture, by the way. But you tweet so goddamn much. You can just go yeah, just filter it by media. Yeah, when did you post it? This, it, this was a while ago. I will say this was a while ago. Oh, you said over the weekend. <laughs> Hold on, I was Again, getting to that. So. Screaming on a pillow. <laughs> Something with Denise. Uh, your notes on Raw one day. You seem to be grumpy about that. Sure was. Dude, dude, I'm in April. How long ago? <laughs> Pretty sure it was in April. Listening to Friendos, a Bill Murray gif. <sighs> Triple threat. Here we go. Uh, with a cobra, with a cobra, yeah, yeah. that was on March thirtieth. <laughs> Current. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting to the point. To answer your question, yes, I do watch films, and it doesn't make a blind bit of difference uh, in terms of mm. what uh, I watch it on. To be honest, anyway, point is not from, not from that distance. It looks like you're watching a film on someone's phone, three <laughs> rows ahead of you on a train. It's not that small. It was like a, it's like a 38 inch TV. Yeah. And 30 inches of that is the rim. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I bought a new TV. <gasps> yes. Nice I work. Bought a, I bought Bullying is effective. That's what it's people a, always leave out. It's a Samsung 4K telly. There's no rim around the edge. It's all got apps on it and stuff. Brilliantly, actually, the apps have rendered my PlayStation pointless. So that's quite mm. that's quite good, actually, because I was bait my my PlayStation was a very expensive Amazon Fire Stick. So now I don't and actually loud. need the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, when the off. fan gets going, good grief. Yeah, pretty much. So now that's actually rendered the PlayStation a bit useless. So that's quite grand, actually. But yeah, I bought a new TV. It took me forever and a day to set it up because you've got to go through menu after menu after menu, creating accounts for things. And this, uh, Do you want to set up the voice control? Do a bollocks. I do not want you recording me, you cheap ass TV. So went through all of that. And then I watched TV and I was like, 
I haven't noticed the difference. The only difference I've noticed is I was watching Game of Thrones last night and I was like, man, season six looks well cheap compared to all the other seasons. And it's not actually now. It's just because I'm noticing all of the definition of everything. And I've just noticed the show isn't quite as high end as it seems mm. to think that it is. And actually watching it on my 38 inch TV from 15, 20 years ago made the show look better than my 4K one does. Oh my God, you're just... <laughs> I think you're not. You're this, we can't get into this now because we have to go into. I've got so many. AW, the AW podcast is going to be <laughs> devoted to all of this. Anyway, season six isn't as good. Uh, anyway, let's get into the. Show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Pete and Tempest, the bastards, will be back tomorrow uh, with the NXT review. And then we'll be back on Thursday with the AEW podcast. Happy birthday, Denise. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.